gonna cut all this out. Fuck it! Fuck it! Okay. We'll do it live! Okay, yeah, but you just gotta keep me posted on who shows up on there. Who's who's watching? Nobody. Okay, great. What's up? Live Everybody. live viewership of zero. Um you know who it is. The pressure point boyos. Back at it again for some Halloween goodness. Uh, unfortunately, though, I, D, and my ridiculous, stupid co-host, comrade. AJ, my comrade, AJ, had a misunderstanding as to what this show <laughs> was going to be. Uh, I stepped in imagining that this was going to be a delightful, fun Halloween-themed podcast, and AJ, I guess, took it more so as a... Uh, Spooktober podcast. <laughs> it's so, Spooktober. It's Spookoween in the <laughs> the the Pressure Point Studio. So, speaking of studio, we've upgraded from the hot box, kind of, slightly. I can see my Bowflex over your shoulder. <laughs> I hate you so <laughs> much for that. A fucking Bowflex. Um, in case anyone was wondering, uh, I am terribly, terribly pudgy and i'm i'm wearing i'm currently sporting a nice the cure tightest t-shirt i've ever worn shirt and aj over here is wearing the hottest six-pack because of his it's a bowflex <laughs> uh bowflex themed six-pack like he's sponsored by bowflex so yeah I, hashtag i don't know if you're aware of that but anytime you see a model on the front of a bowflex box when you're passing bowflex boxes in regular retail stores uh, yeah, you'll see his strapling body with an attractive Supple. non non radio face photoshopped onto it. Yeah, I mean it's mostly my face that was taken <laughs> off and then re photoshopped back on. That's why it looks horrific. That's why their heads always look so big. The yes. jawline is so ridiculous. It is it's they hot. Gotta, they got to detract somehow. Okay, um, we are going to jump into your first two Halloween theme stories now the first one is actually an event that happened on halloween and then yeah we'll just take it from there i don't believe that any of these happened actually hey on it halloween. did i read it on uh i checked all of my stuff on snopes i promise oh, did it's you a real thing what a, you know what i did i downloaded my stories from napster <laughs> from fucking napster you yep you until thief. metallica sued them or whatever i don't know was it metallica pretty sure it was the it sounds like a Metallica thing to do. Yeah. Like well, it, not a Metallica thing, but whatever that dude's name is who looks like a toe. The singer. The lead singer. Why don't I don't uh, know his name. Hetfield. James Hetfield. Yeah. It's the vodka. Yeah. It's <laughs> worthless. My memory's just gone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we will we'll get into actual Halloween things um, right about now. So, in Ohio cryptic ohio i know how, like Ooh. that's the story so uh ohio wow, that is horrific and now like, we'll move on to the that's second the scariest we'll move thing on to the I've second ever one. heard any ohio viewers our lawyer urged us to apologize after this isn't live uh this is definitely pre-recorded <laughs> uh yes <laughs> so ohio i didn't take down what year it was oh my god so yeah we're What's just gonna go ahead and end the, end the show here all right thanks for listening thanks for tuning in <laughs> one person the underscore dark runner i definitely don't know who you are yeah we don't know any of our fans personally so <laughs> yeah definitely we not. just appreciate the fan base that we don't the fan really base have. meaning one <laughs> the one fan base that we have 
We'll hear her laugh from the other room when yep. we actually know that it's something funny. I, so <laughs> I, before before we start with Ohio, I've texted every per, every member of my family, and none of them have responded. Ooh, Ooh I think I'm being ghosted by my own got family. Ghosted, oh, grandma no. ghosted you. Oh yeah, that's normal. Spooky. That was <laughs> that one was of the spooky, spooky stories. Is grandma ghosted AJ? So uh, this kid Devin comes home after church, uh, goes upstairs. And starts playing video games. He's enjoying himself. He thinks it's okay. And um, the house is too quiet. A little too quiet. And so he kind of wanders around, calls out people's names. He's like, hey, mom, dad, Derek. Jamantha. No one's saying anything. And so he goes into his parents' room. And there are... It looks like the blanket is draped over, like, pillows. So he walks up, and he's like, Mom, Mom. She's not doing anything, and he's like, she's probably just sleeping. I don't know sleeping. why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate. So he pulls down the covers, and his mom is just laying there, eyes open, weird look on her face. And he's like, Mom, and there's blood on the, on the bed. He pulls the covers down further and sees dad on the other side of the bed blood everywhere oh no she broke his dick and he goes he says he's like this isn't funny like wake up like come on like, it's, yeah he's like the joke's so done he, he told the reporter that i initially thought that it was a halloween prank come to find out that Devin's step sibling william liskey jr Ooh murdered his entire family <laughs> earlier that morning and the moment that he realized that this isn't a prank my family is actually dead he started screaming and just ran out of the house i don't know why i'm laughing either yeah you're... but i find it hilarious i just imagine he's like oh funny prank bro and he like like punches <laughs> his mom's shoulder and he's like why is oh. she so cold oh shit and he's like and then his hands just come up Wah! and he just Wah! <laughs> And just runs out of the house screaming. Calls his aunt uh, and tells her what happened and she calls the authorities. Now, the night before, William Liskey, not William Liskey Jr., so we're going to call this guy Bill. So Bill... Billy. Bill Bill is daddy-o. And BJ... Daddy Bill? I shit you not, William Liskey Jr., the guy that killed these people... Went by BJ, which is probably why he went on a murderous rampage. Yeah, that makes sense. Hates his name. So Bill took BJ out on a hunting trip the night before, and they they got some good buck. They got some shots of milk. Oh yeah, for Halloween Halloween good times. Uh, so they start drinking that night, and of course, Bill gets a little bit too drunk to drive BJ. Back to the mental institution in which he lives. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, That's not the wait, most fucked up part wait, about wait, this. Wait, 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 The fact is that he took his mental institution living son out to hunt. And drink. And drink with a gun in his hands. Jesus. But BJ didn't have anything to drink, so it's okay. Oh, oh that's fine. Um, so, yeah. He takes his, his son out there, and they go hunting, and Papa Bear gets a little bit too drunk. Of course. And he says, BJ... I can't take you back to your home tonight, so you'll just fall asleep on our couch. Yeah. Now, BJ has a very heavy history of self-harm 
and violence towards his dad and great news his stepmom so three people that will be in the house that night wonderful um he being one of them so they go back everybody passes out um and at some point in the morning i did not see but at some point in the morning or in the evening bj wakes up and he goes upstairs to his younger brother because bj was like 25 around the time 25 28 and goes into his brother Derek's room, not Devin. Goes into Derek's room. Okay. And he has a claw hammer in hand. Of course. Hits Derek in the back of the head, <laughs> killing him essentially laughing. instantly. Uh, so when they found Derek's body, he was just laying in a natural sleep position, but died of blunt force trauma. To then the back of the kitchen. He went into his parents' room and shoots his dad. I think it was five times with Holy the twenty-two, shit. which they were more than likely hunting with. I'm just a very broad assumption there. Which wakes up mom because you know gunshots. Yeah. So she it said in in the report that I read it said his mother stirred and it appeared as though there was a slight struggle, but I'm thinking he stood over his dad, shot him in the chest, and then turned and shot his stepmom in the chest. Who, Like you do. Who he tried to murder in the shower years before. Oh, of course. So, I mean, no better way to welcome someone into your home than, you know, yeah. making sure that they've tried to kill your, your wife before. Of course. Uh, in fact, nobody's allowed to stay the <laughs> night at my home now, unless they attempt to kill my fiance. The best part is that... The brother got home. So Devin got home uh, before church. He came home to get a new shirt because he stayed over at his uh, his other dad's house or something. He stayed somewhere else the night before. Comes home, changes shirts, and he sees BJ. And he's like, hey, like BJ doesn't ever say anything to him. So he's telling reporters, he doesn't really talk to me. And BJ goes, uh, uh, what, are you, what are you doing here? And... <laughs> Devin just says, oh, I'm just getting a new shirt. Like, I'm going to church. And BJ's like, oh, church. Okay, yeah, I just killed your fucking family. Cool. Um, <laughs> and so Devin goes to church. BJ leaves after, by the way, I did not mention, he did rape his stepmother after she was already dead. Uh, a nice post 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 murder coitus. Post-coitus. Post-coitus. Uh, but yeah, so fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, solid start. Yeah, simply the best. He was set at a $3 million bail when he got Holy caught by shit. authorities. Because they were just like, oh, well, you're a fucking asshole. And in I think it was three years after he was like caught or after it happened, he killed himself in jail. But... They didn't have anything to prove that he did, in fact, kill himself. So he was probably he just, murdered. Yeah, he was Jeff like, Epstein. Yeah, I was just going to say, like Epstein. <laughs> yeah, Epstein. Is it Epstein? Epstein? I've been saying Epstein in my head when I read it. Yeah, I see. Okay, Epstein. Oh, goy! Just so everyone knows, it's Epstein. Yes. That sounds more Jewish, which is what I think he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Epstein. look at the name. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so simply the best. And then next story... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I'm not. Uh, yeah, so, I can. No, so I you gotta, don't get to decompress from this. I gotta, you don't get to comment. I gotta. I gotta process <laughs> this. 
Was he just an insane person? He had schizophrenia. He did have a history of, like I said, violence towards himself and family members. So that's why he was living in the mental institution because he like got into fisticuffs with his dad at one point. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's totally justified. He shouldn't have been arrested at all. <laughs> he should have killed his parents and yeah. his brother. Stepbrother. Stepbrother. But yeah, I guess he, he... From what I collected, he took it, like, personally that he was the only member in the family that didn't live with them. He thought that, like, his dad was an asshole, but didn't like his stepmom, which I'd imagine is usually the... Case. Wait, so he didn't like his know. stepmom? No, after trying to kill her once and then successfully killing her another time, I don't think he liked her. From what I've collected, he didn't like her. Okay. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. Now, speaking of the Midwest, just a little bit north of there in Michigan. Uh, oh, ooh, Michigan. Oh, good old Michigan. Was that up in Ann Arbor? Yeah, I know that. Or up uh, in the Upper Peninsula? No, it was in the Detroit area. Oh, uh, Detroit? Detroit, Detroit, the central, Detroit? Michi- central western Michigan. <laughs> um, you mean a fucking ghost town? Or was this in the past? It was in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, slightly. It, it was probably a ghost town. However, there was a guy that murdered, and I didn't look into this as much as I really should have. I didn't look into it, um, but there was a lady that was murdered in the Hilton Hotel out there. And on Reddit, uh, under a, an Ask Reddit, this is how fucking lazy I am. Under an Ask Reddit, <laughs> somebody commented, and I did not. My lawyer doesn't want me to finish that sentence. But I may have received their permission, I'm not positive, to use this But story. you definitely didn't, uh, <laughs> like, fact check it, right? Yeah, no. Okay, that's fine. So, that's fine, then. Uh, it was just fair under, use. under, like, interesting and creepy stories that have happened. So, this guy was a bartender at the hotel in which she was murdered and it was wait wait spoiler alert he was murdered she was murdered it was it's not a ghost hotel she died in room three the bartender died you're killing me right now is that you just said that he is telling he is the bartender he is the the bartender telling the story the other girl died it's like you didn't tell us anything about the girl but yeah, well, she was murdered in like... Okay, perfect. That, we need it's, that background. This is, this is why I said I don't know and I should have looked up who and what happened. Uh, but okay. she was murdered in room 354 in the hotel. Of course. Now, the guy commenting who was not murdered and who was the bartender <laughs> in the hotel, uh, he got a call from someone that was closing up the front. And she said, hey... Room 354 has a light going, like the fire sensor is going off. Now, they hadn't, this is like a year after it happened, and they hadn't put anybody in that room because someone fucking died in there. That makes sense. So he is like, okay. She says, well, just like, come help me check it out because I have to look into it because if the fire, if the building is burning down, I should probably be aware. So he goes up there with her and. They walk up to the door, and under the door is a note that someone slid out that says, help me, on it. Oh, Jesus. And they're like, what, what the fuck? No one's, no one's staying there. And she, like, very hand-shaking, puts the key in the door, slowly turns it and opens the door, and it's pitch black inside. Blacker than black. It's completely black. It's not Vanta black, but it's black inside. 
And all of a sudden they hear, oh, thank God you're here. And a maintenance guy walks forward. Oh, God. Now, I guess he got locked in there. The handle had broken on the oh, other side. Shit. So he walks in, can't get out. And he's banging on the door. Nobody's come. He slides a note under the door. No one has passed or helped him out. So he took out his lighter and did. He, he started off the. Yeah, he started getting the sensor to go off. And he was like, it was the scariest fucking thing because it's black. And we just hear, oh, thank God you're here. And he's like, what the fuck? That's We're horrific. Next. Um, yeah. It was. That is. Definitely fact checked. Horrific. 100% real. And, and I have permission to use it. Not as spooky as I thought it would be, no, but no, still very well done. Yeah. Very good. The ghost, the ghost came after him. Um, so I hear that you have some stories from a cohort of ours. Cohort? Cohort. Uh, yeah. An acquaintance? acquaintance? No, she's a really, no, no, cool, she's a she's a really good she's friend. Um, that she had told you stories. And I don't know if I showed you the pictures that she sent me. She sent you pictures? She sent, she she forgot, sent them to you? She forgot your number. Oh my god, I've been waiting for those. She she sent me the pictures and was like, excuse my shitty five-year-old Oh artwork. my god, do you uh, have my those? My phone is dead. No, I'm just kidding here. I'll oh, I was, gonna, I was about to fucking murder you in <laughs> this stream. But I do only murder have you. like 5%. So I hope Okay, let's go fast. Because this. this is... I was hoping that you wouldn't see them until now. But I now saw the them, but I don't, I don't really have have a reference point so for everybody who is listening because obviously this is audio they will be in the show notes and we will post them on the instagram account and then swipe to the side left or right side. i don't know the other way the, i don't want to find you can, your dick pics i did not send dick pics to her that's the thing oh, i didn't yeah shit. these make so much more sense <laughs> it's just because i know two, the yeah. stories but yeah okay okay she didn't tell me the stories uh Oh, this is so great. We're going to put these on the Instagram probably later tonight. On the gram. Yeah, we'll put it up with an episode announcement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, this should be coming out in like a couple of days. Yeah, we'll release it and we're going to make it sound not as garbage. I mean, I'm not going to edit it at all. Throw our our, uh, intro and shit on there. Shit. If you did by chance miss a live stream and you're hearing a voices now it's probably because you're listening in yeah so. this is a live stream so for our one okay. viewer that's listening right now uh you can listen to this again this, this <laughs> in a few Monday. days <laughs> okay oh that's amazing i'm so glad she she sent them send those to me so i'll get around to it let's get you started what 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 can we say about lacy besides the fact that she's like a genuinely awesome human being literally the best fucking person i'm pretty sure i've ever met like she's great she's extremely nice she's charitable she's selfless the most garbage childhood (laughs) i've ever heard of anyone yeah like i don't understand how she turned out so good it's all a facade (laughs) yeah yeah exactly she's really (laughs) i'm kidding she's really a murderer don't come after me please Lacey. by the way she is also one of the most intimidating people you'd meet, which is strange. Oh, yeah. You're terrified of she's her. She's like five foot one. <laughs> but she's amazing. The but best yeah. person. And uh, she's told you that uh, you remind her of Roger from yeah, American yeah. Family. Yeah, she American said Dad. American Dad. Yeah. yeah, she says I'm uh, I'm Roger. Which is horribly accurate. <laughs> like, he doesn't have jaundice, so he doesn't have yeah. gray skin. And my head AJ, isn't quite as AJ, big. IRL is certainly roger-esque piece of shit <laughs> all right so with drag dragon hall oh of course duh and i play multiple characters but that's the schizophrenia <laughs> all right so don't murder your family 
Lacey, you know, wonderful lady. These I've got three quick stories that I got from her. I prevented her from going home on time because I kept asking questions. <laughs> oh, no. Because I was on lunch, and she was trying to clock out, and I just kept pestering her. Worth and, it. Here's oh, yeah, totally out. worth it. So, she was five or six years old. Most of these stories happened between age five through seven. When she was five and six, they lived across the street from the Ogden Cemetery, which is one of the most haunted cemeteries in Utah. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Statistically? Yeah. Well, yeah, statistically, with all the hard facts. That you definitely check, just like oh, all yeah, the permission definitely. that I got from Reddit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From Reddit user blank. <laughs> so she said she she's had she has a lot of stories, like tons. One of these days, we're going to get her on the show. Yes. Just to come talk about yes. it. We're just going like, to- Not even all like scary around. stories either. You, you, she'll just tell you a story oh, yeah. and you're like- what the fuck, dude? Like, like that's she has amazing. some wild shit. So we'll we'll for sure have her on. Uh, this is our formal invite. Like, yes. We'll re- Please listen. We'll to have this. we'll have our people reach out to your people if she listens to this yeah. or her people do. So she has a bit of a history of sleep paralysis. She's experienced that throughout her life. Are you familiar with sleep paralysis? Uh, slightly. I, there was someone that I used to know somebody i used to know from from a few years ago i had had a friend that had sleep paralysis and she would talk about just weird creepy shit she's like oh yeah i got like two hours of sleep which is a lot and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you so yes and no i know a little bit about it i know that it's like waking nightmares more or less at night uh kind of it's like you're having a nightmare you're seeing something it feels entirely real and you cannot do anything about it. So not not necessarily with the nightmare part, but that definitely does happen. A lot of times it's just you wake up in the middle of the night or in the early morning and you just can't move. And then you start to panic because your brain's awake but your body's asleep. And, you know, that sounds just simply horrific. There's a, a, a Netflix, lot of, like, non-documentary as far as I know, but it is about... Like a dark figure that a lot of people, it, there's a lot of continuity between how this guy looks between all these stories. Oh, so uh, I don't remember what total the, side the movie track, is called. But in the phenomena of sleep paralysis, I wasn't even going to get into it because I could do four hours no, on we, this topic. No, we certainly so, will do another show about this. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that people dark see. Dark figures, yeah. And it's not always during sleep paralysis. It's also different kind of sleep phenomena like the hat man. People will see a man with a top hat. Some people will see a man with like a farm style sun hat some people will see a man wearing they call him the lumberjack man he wears like plaid a sick la dodgers oh yeah flat uh, flat snapback bro (laughs) snapback that's what it's called (laughs) flat cap i don't fucking know (laughs) so there are a lot a lot of people will see black dogs and so there are a lot of very it's very interesting that a lot of people have this see the same things Mm -hmm. also there's the old hag syndrome where you wake up you have sleep paralysis you can't breathe and it feels like you're There's old. an old hag sitting on your chest, and no, some people will feel see like an old They'll hag. see this dark figure on their chest, and they'll be paralyzed. Horrific. Don't leave when steamer ghost me. Don't leave when <laughs> Don't steamer ghost me. Don't drop trow and lay out a <laughs> coiler. <laughs> All right, so this first story, I'm going to slowly amp it up with these. So she has this history... She would draw a lot of these things that she would see from her sleep paralysis. Which we're which not are going to show any of Oh, you. no, none of you. I'm deleting them as we speak. So she didn't sleep in our bed all the time. She didn't like her room sometimes. She was telling me. 
wasn't really sure why. So one night she was sleeping on her couch. In front of her couch was a TV and directly behind the couch was the doorway to go into the kitchen and the kitchen light was on. Uh So she wakes up in the middle of the night and in the reflection of the TV, she she sees two shadow figures just in the reflection and she starts panicking. But she can't move. Like, right? No, she can move at this point. Okay. As far as, unless I... Heard her wrong, but she just her heart's come back beating. On the show and she's like, yeah. "No, it was my mom and dad, dude." <laughs> no, her heart was beating. She was terrified, and she saw in the one of the figures was in the corner of the room, and he was wearing a sun hat. And then all of a sudden, she heard like this really loud noise that just kept repeating and speeding up, and it was laughing. Oh, what the fuck! And she said. I have it in quotes. The most evil laugh. Hashtag quote Lacey. Uh, but yeah, she and she felt like it lasted forever. This thing just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. What the fuck? And yeah, she said it felt like forever. And It was definitely her dad, her dad or brother just like, Yeah, wearing ah, a sun You're hat. sleeping on the couch. Yeah, That's definitely. all it was. It, it's all it was. So, Trust me. I know, I know Lacey's history. Yeah. And that's what it was. That's definitely what it was. <laughs> So a lot of times she would hear things when she was asleep too. Like she would wake up and hear something like a whistle, a giggle, or whispers. Sounds like schizophrenia. She's not schizophrenic. <laughs> but We're, we are diagnosing yes. one of our very close friends. Of course. If you would also like to be diagnosed, reach out to us on our Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> DM me. <laughs> Slide right into those DMs uh, for a quick psychoanalysis. If you want the full analysis, you must tag two of your friends and use the hashtag. <laughs> it's not a scam. It's not a fucking scam. No, not at all. And follow us. So, next story. In, uh, she would also. Invest. The invest. creepy thing for me was she would feel like hot breath on her neck or her ear or f- her face in the middle of the night. What the fuck? Like someone was just. <sighs> That's going to sound horrible. Just so you know, that probably sounds horrible. Just a 60-year-old, like, yeah. chain smoker exactly. would breathe on her neck. Okay, yeah, that's so fair. Just, like, that just really creeps me out. So one night, this specific event occurred where she felt someone walking into the room. You know how you can feel when you're lying in bed? You can feel, like, the ground moving a little boom, bit. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And she's just walking into the room. And then she felt the bed indent. Someone just sat on her bed. She was thinking, oh, that's weird that my mother is just coming in here and sitting in my bed. Like... Oof. Like, whatever. And then Mom, she... your claws are so big. <laughs> yeah. My, what big claws you have. <laughs> That's what the quote is. I haven't read Okay. Your so pores she, are so uh, cold, Mom. <laughs> uh, what? Yes. So she uh, she rolled over in bed to see, like, to say, hey, what's going on? And as she rolled over, she just saw someone walking out of her room. Like, just, just the back of them, just a shadow. It was dark, obviously, because it was night. So she's like, oh, no problem. Like... Not much. She couldn't see much detail. Yeah. It was just like a figure type thing, like a silhouette. Spoopy. Okay. So she, she just thought, oh, it must have been someone who was living in the home. Like, no big deal. The next morning, she questioned her mother, but her mother had worked a graveyard that night. Everybody else she talked to denied waking up at all during the night. <laughs> at all. And throughout their entire stay there, they would hear like really creepy noises and footsteps and have a lot of weird bumps and just weird things weird that ex- go bump in the night exactly spooky stories to spook to your friends yeah. spooky stories that Lacey will tell you probably in the dark oh yeah 
Damn. It's wonderful. So her mom was on a graveyard shift, and someone that had spent probably 50 years in the graveyard was on a lacy shift. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to start hashtagging that. Hashtag lacy shift. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take off when we don't even use it. All right, so another one she was telling me, this one is really fucked up. Like, this one really creeps me the hell out. So... Well, it's it's not super creepy. It doesn't start off creepy. It creeps me okay. the hell out. Okay, never mind. It it's not creepy. It is creepy, but it, it doesn't start off as bad. I rewrote it. I was going to tell the story, and it was just going to be horrible. So I decided to make it a little happier. It's still oh, the same. It's still the right like, story. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I put so it in a different Initially, order. she told me a scary story, and I was like, I'm just going to write what gonna I imagined happened yes. on her ninth birthday. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> she she had a friend. She doesn't remember his name. Just called him the redhead boy. So, little, I'm just imagining a smaller version of Lacey. See, I imagine a tall, skeleton-like figure that, he probably stands about 6'1", huge smile, red hair, kind of insane. I feel like I know I have a, a good story about like that, that that I might share later, <laughs> related to a six-foot-tall skeleton. But, so she she's playing little Barbies. She has this dollhouse. She specifically mentioned this dollhouse. It had it was the kind where you like got access to the rooms, and the other side had like windows and stuff. Oh, okay, and she was just yeah. playing with one of her friends, and he looks through the window and like kind of tilts his head and waves, stands up, comes around, and they just play Barbies together. Like they're really good friends. Oh yeah. Um, they would play coffee shops. She specifically mentioned that she would always bring him coffee, and he would never drink it. But they would just, like, pretend to be in a coffee shop. Like, they pretend... I don't know why six-year-old She was writing a fucking, like, uh, a script for a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Freaking six-year-old Lacey is a badass. She's set for success. Exactly. So they, uh, you know, they play a lot, all that stuff. And uh, a lot of times when he would come over to play, he wouldn't knock at the front door. He would just walk out of her closet. <laughs> and she would talk to her mom about the redhead boy and uh she'd be like who the fuck are you talking about mom goes god damn it lacy not like the shadow people again god damn thought, it lacy i thought you were over this phase <laughs> god damn oh wonderful so he had blonde hair Pull Wait. up those pictures again. Yeah, yeah. So he had blonde hair. He had he, blonde hair, but she called him the a, redhead boy. And he has a little, like, streak of red in his hair, correct? That wasn't supposed to be in his hair. It's right here on oh, his forehead, on his no. temple. And now that she's an oh adult, she realizes God. it was just blood down the temple. Like, and she has it, like... She has a drawing. see in these pictures, like, it's even drawn so that it's... His hair is, like, normal, like, on one side. The blonde hair on one side is normal, but... The red hair side, it goes further down the side of his face. Mind you, this is a very rough and poor <laughs> drawing in my art analysis. And the heads are lopsided, so there's a chance that it was just a lopsided drawing. I'm just kidding. Please don't hit me, Lacey. Uh, <laughs> it's still you. fucking creepy. But yeah, yeah so, so you can see what I'm talking about there. You yeah. Go. Like it comes down the side of his yeah, head a little bit. It more. goes onto his forehead. Yeah, that's so he was fucked. blonde. And one of his eyes is a line. Definitely. The, the bloody eye is a line. She meant so, to do that. Oh, your phone's going to die. We'll post those. Yes. Immediately after this, which will end in like 30 minutes because Instagram has a one hour cap. Oh, but, it, but if it does end, we will just re, yeah, relaunch re it. We'll just so pause. just so you guys know. 
No, we won't. Uh, we're calling it an hour. What are we yeah, at right definitely. now? 45 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> which is not bad. Yeah, except that we're only like a third through our show. So, no big yeah, deal. So, you know, it's fine. Whatever. All right. So, yeah, she, she so drew them. The red hair kid. They found the drawings... So we're gonna we're gonna put those everywhere because yeah. that was the most compelling part, is because these drawings are obviously God. drawn by a child. Damn, dude! And I don't think Lacey would lie to us. Like she has no reason to. Fact check. Fact Adam. check. I did. Hey. I asked Lacey if she was How telling the truth, you? and she said yes. Uh, but yeah. So dead kids. Interesting. Yep, dead children. Really interesting story that has to do with Halloween this time. Yes, um, Halloween-based. <laughs> the Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about poisoned Halloween candy. Ooh. Now, yeah. there Are they is... Gonna, yeah, with all that, all those edibles they're going to put yeah, in Yeah, all those drugs that they're definitely going to... Like, that usually will cost $15, $20. They're definitely just going to give those to your kids. Because it would be so funny for your kid to trip out when they could be doing it instead. Yeah, when they could yeah. be tripping out. 100% a real thing. Um... So, there is a, what's the word? Uh, an origin legend? story. No, no, no. Oh. Certainly not an urban legend. Uh, but it's what caused a lot of those urban legends. Mm. Uh, the, <laughs> so, Ronald. McDonald. Not O'Regan. <laughs> Ronald O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah. He decided one day delightful Halloween evening that he was going to take his two kids and uh, like two neighbor kids out trick-or-treating. Of course. Now, he has a, a little son and he's got an older daughter. And they go up to this house, knock the door and nobody answers. And so they stand there for a minute and they're like, ah, fuck it, whatever, we'll keep going. So they continue on and they walk down the street a little bit further, and Ronner, Ronald, Ronner, 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 Ronald goes, Ronhold, yeah, Ron, Ronhold says, you know what? I'll be right back. I'm gonna run back to that, that house. Runs back to the house and comes back a few minutes later and hands each kid. He's got the, he's got five of those two foot long pixie sticks. Oh fuck yeah! Which is the that's like shit. cocaine to yeah, children. Literally like. You can put that shit... You can boof that motherfucker. Like, it doesn't <laughs> even matter. And you've still got another foot left. Um, so he comes up and he's like, Hey, I got all these fucking pixie sticks. And the kids are like, Dope! So he hands them out and he's got one extra. And they're going throughout the night. And they run into another kid from down the block. And Ronald sees him. And he drove a bus for the church for a little while. And takes it up and he goes, Oh, hey, buddy. Here, like, take this. And the kid's like, Oh, thanks! And they go their separate ways. Ronald takes his kids back to his house. And his son decides he wants to bust into that fucking pixie stick. Yeah. And he can't open it. Because, I mean, those things were like fucking Yeah, that's like thick-ass plastic. But these ones are stapled closed. So his son is like, I can't get this thing open, Dad. So Ronald comes over, pops it open, gives it to his son. And his son pours a bunch down his throat. Which sounds really sexual, but it was. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> so, pours a bunch on his throat, and he goes, Dad, this tastes horrible. I don't like how this tastes. And a little bit later, he starts convulsing and puking. And of course. And his dad is, and Ronald's just like, what the fuck? And calls 911. They come pick up the kid. 
kid dies on the way to the hospital. Woo! Yeah! And that's the story. The there end. we go. Uh, no, it gets way worse. So they take this kid in, check out his system, and it turns out that in his bloodstream, or in his system, he had three to four times the amount of cyanide it takes to kill one adult human. Who man? Who man? And he's got three doses that's, in him. That's decent. Uh, so this kid, like, there's a reason he died really fucking yeah, like fast in on the cyanide. fucking ambulance. Um, so the police are involved, and they, they're like, well, what the fuck is this? So they call all of the families at Ronald's like, well, my, my daughter has one of those pixie sticks. These two kids have them, and this other kid has it. So he calls. They call the family, and they go and find out one of the kids fell asleep trying to get it open. Now, all of the pixie, pixie sticks had two to three doses of cyanide. Holy shit. These kids are getting fucked up on cyanide. Well, they weren't, but one of them did. Well, yeah, one of them. So, uh, over the next couple of days, the police grab Ron and they're like, hey, uh, so what house is it that you, like, what house was it that you got this? So he takes, he takes him over to the house and knock on the door. Some like older dude comes out, opens the door and he's like, can I help you guys? And they say, did you hand out Pixie Sticks the other night? And he goes, no, I was at work. And he worked as... He worked at the airport, and he would work until, like, late, late hours, until mm-hmm. 11. And Ronald, prior to that, had told them they had gone early, earlier than 11. And so they're like, well, what the fuck? And then it wasn't this guy. And Ronald kind of starts backtracking, and he says, well, like, I didn't really get it from him. I didn't see who it was. I just, it was, uh, and I quote, he said, a hairy arm reached out. <laughs> And handed me the, these pixie sticks. Oh. And honestly, anytime a hairy arm reaches out of anything and it's trying to hand me something, it's Bigfoot. I will certainly try to take oh. it. Oh. Like Bigfoot, 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 Bigfoot. I am Bigfoot. Um, Bigfoot, like yeah. If Sam Squanch wants to dick, give me whatever, uh, Sam uh, if Sam Squanch wants to give me the old Bigfoot twist and rub, you know, with his Bigfoot. With his big food. That's not the only thing that's big. Das big food. <laughs> uh, so the police are like, what the fuck? They certainly aren't buying it. And they look into it a little further. And they realize that Ronald O'Brien is $100,000 in debt. Oh, shit. And they're like, oh, excuse me. What the fuck is this? So they start looking into it further. And... A few months prior, Ronald had kicked his kids' life insurance up about $30,000 each. Now, mind you, I'm not one to make inferences. I am. I am. And I it assume. was definitely fucking Ronald that killed those kids. <laughs> yeah. He wanted <laughs> um, the insurance money. <laughs> so, he, they're like, well, what the fuck is this? Now, at his son's funeral, Ronald is boasting to his wife and friends that he's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a bunch of money out of this. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. We're probably gonna go on this vacation. I'll I'll buy this new car. Woe is me. He's just talking about all these things he's gonna buy, and people are like, "Well, what the fuck?" So, the police look into him a little bit further, and they go talk to now. I <laughs> I don't know how odd this town is set up, but they go talk to the local chemistry store clerk. Oh, I don't know what a chemistry store lit. is. 
But I want that. They go up to him and they're like, hey, do you know this Ronald guy? And he goes, yeah, he was here a couple weeks ago and he was asking how to get his hands on some cyanide. And the guy uh, was like, yeah, and I just helped and he him. Goes, I, I, I wasn't able to help him out, but yeah, that's odd. <laughs> I it didn't. I decided not to tell anybody about this poisoning. And then one of Ronald's friends, ex friends, ex friends. Thank you very much. No one throws my Ronald under the bus like <laughs> this guy did. The guy, so the guy's a doctor, and he says, "Oh uh, yeah, Ronald reached out to me a, a few times and said, hey." Uh, what happens to be a lethal dose of cyanide? <laughs> I'm just so, curious. So the police are just taking notes and they're underlining cyanide like four times. And they're like, wait a minute. I think we've got a connection here. It was the doctor. <laughs> it was the chemistry Thor clerk because no one has those. This guy doesn't have a real job. He's That's a poisoner. Fake. He's a serial poisoner. <laughs> so uh, obviously they take Ronald into custody. And they found him guilty in 1975, May 1975, which was like six months, eight months after it happened. Um, now Texas had the uh, the law in place where, like, if you're put on death row, you will fucking die. Like, they will ensure that you're dead. Uh, yeah, you will just die. And people are protesting this. There are people that are like at his. At his injection, which he was, he was the first person in Texas to have the injection, uh, okay. the lethal injection. So there are people protesting, but there are also people that are like, uh, this is bullshit. And so they go and they're throwing handfuls of Halloween candy at the protesters. Oh, shit. They're like, uh, excuse me. This is important. So, uh, yeah. That was people were protesting a dude being put to death because he because <laughs> he killed he his own kid. poison down he his own to, kids. He throat. tried to kill four other kids. Which, by the way, if he hadn't have asked people in probably the smallest community ever, yeah, like a chemistry store clerk, you're gonna ask him for cyanide, you fucking idiot! Like, go go to like. Home Depot and ask about rat poison, you fucking moron. Yeah, come on. Like, I wouldn't know anything about that, but <laughs> ice packs ha- contain ammonium nitrate a lot of the time. You don't know anything. You're wrong. I mean, what? <laughs> but yeah, like, the fact that he was all, oh, hey, I'm going to distribute this to other kids and, like, work it out from there, then cool. But not a smart murderer. I'm yeah, no, honest. he's kind of a dumbass. Kind of an idiot. Uh, yeah, so speaking of dumbasses. Now, the victim in in this next story, not a dumbass, but we'll get into idiots. So in 2001, there was this, she wasn't a foreign exchange student, but she was from overseas. uh, The sweet, sweet uh, little Asian girl at Halloween. Foreign exchange student. Okay. More or less. But she's, she's in college and she goes to this college party. And she dresses up as this sweet little bunny. She's got these cute little bunny ears. And all of her friends are like, she wasn't this, like, stunner, but she yeah. she just looked cute. Like, she was just a cute little oh, cute I, little bunny. Mm. And so uh, she goes to this party. She's drinking. Her friend says, hey, I took her home at 4 a.m. And nobody ever saw her after that. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. So he fucked an ostrich. Uh, I am going to butcher her name real quick. It's oh. Hyun Jong 
Let me let me see. If she goes by Cindy. Let, let me see. I, I'll do this because, as you know, I am ninety percent Chinese. Right here. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Young. So she goes by Cindy. Um, so Cindy gets home 4 a.m. Her friend brings her home. Nobody sees her again. Stop reading my notes. No, no, I, I, I totally read the wrong name. But yeah, no, uh, you said it right. Uh, so it takes a couple days. For some reason, her roommates are like, oh, yeah, uh, she must have went missing on Halloween night. But we're not going to say anything about this until, I don't know, November fucking 2nd or 3rd. Holy shit. They didn't so, do anything until yeah, then? So police look into it. And the thing that makes it so strange is that this girl went missing, but she went into her apartment. She dropped off her, her backpack, which had her cell phone in it. And people were like, I mean, this is 2001. This is epitome Nokia indestructible oh, phone. Indestructible. Yeah, you're going to take that. Sh- you could stop. Like, you can deflect bullets with that thing. Yeah, you're yeah. going to take it everywhere with you. She had even gone into her bathroom and taken off her eyelashes. Well, her fake eyelashes I was gonna from say. that night. Oh, God. And she left them on the counter, but nothing from her bunny suit was there. Duh. Um, so, I mean, investigators looked into this for quite a while, but eh, they weren't really, like, that great at it. They were like, oh, I mean, she probably, she probably like, dropped off. everything off. She... She went and I guess she was notorious for going to this 24-hour market that was just down the street. She would go at like weird hours of the night. Okay. So people were like, yeah, like that probably happened. Like that's probably the case. And then she just decided not to come home for some reason. She yeah. got so drunk. She for was like. Two days. Yeah. She goes, I'm so drunk. I don't want to ever go back to where I live and I'm not going to move anything out. Also, I'm leaving all of my personal belongings there. Natural. Now. A little while later, this guy named Hugo Selensky um, is bragging to one of his friends. Hold up. Is he a communist? I don't know. He's, uh, he was. Is his middle name Dimitri? They found out he buried 12 bodies. So I. Oh my God. Uh, Like, but he was caught because of a a bank robbery. And one of his friends that he claimed was with him at the time on October 31st, uh, 2001, ended up being one of those bodies that was buried. Oh, oh. Um, But he bragged to one of his buddies. He goes, oh, yeah, that's Cindy, Cindy Jong chick. Yeah, I murdered her. And I kept her in a safe in my house. Jesus. And, uh, like, we thought she was a prostitute because she was dressed up in this, like, weird shit. So we took her and we just kept her in a safe and then killed her. Oh, like you do with every prostitute. Yeah. So people are on the fence. They're like, yeah, we don't really, like, we don't believe him because they never found a body. And the only person to confirm that story was killed by the guy that came up with that story. Ah. Uh. Um, but yeah, Hugo Solensky is a, he's a trip in and of, his, of himself. He was fucking wild. Uh, but yeah, that'll be something we should, like... We'll post about that guy. He was he was an interesting fellow. I'll probably forget, but yeah, I'm sure. I mean, neither of us will ever listen to this again. So oh no, I definitely won't edit this. <laughs> uh, so speaking of serial killers, I hear that you have some pretty wild information on on someone that I slightly know about. Lacey? So I'm no, going it was to. Lacey. It was Lacy. <laughs> it was definitely Lacy. So I'm just going to start this off by saying. I don't 
care about trigger warnings, but this guy, I'm good. Oh, yeah, this guy no. really said some horrible stuff. Yeah. So, uh, if you're at all horribly like uh, offended by cannibalism and crimes against children, unrelated, uh, just just tune out the next like five minutes. So Howard, just, tune, just plug your ears and hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So Albert Fish. A lot of people will know of him. He was born in 1870. He died 1936. Not a SpongeBob character. Uh, actually, he no, he wasn't. <laughs> actually, God, um, can you actually, imagine? Oh God! Funny fact about Albert Fish. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, on the the pilot. He was supposed to be the main character. <laughs> he was actually the strong lobster that watched the beach. <laughs> yeah. So Albert Fish, he was serial killer, did horrible things to children, and a cannibal. He was known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. He once boasted that he had children in every state, but they have no idea if. He was talking about cannibalism. You guys can't see this, but anything. I just got the hottest air quote of oh, 2019. It's hot because it's yeah. boiling hot in this room. <laughs> All right. So Sorry, continue. He stated his number of victims was over 100. Oof. Children. Oof. Like, pretty horrible. But, you know, if you're going to be a serial killer, late 1800s, I mean, honestly, early 1900s, that's the time to do it. I could probably count on my hand, like... Well, not on my hands, but I'm sure I could count the hundred times that I would love to murder a child that's screaming in a restaurant while I'm trying to enjoy my bento box. <laughs> oh, definitely. Masouche. One hundred children? Oh, yeah, they're fucked. Yeah. And I'm going to eat them because I didn't get the chance to enjoy my meal. My sashimis. My sashimis. So nobody really knows if he was telling the truth when he admitted that. He's officially suspected of at least five murders. He confessed to three, and he was able to be traced to those three. The murder that kind of got him caught was Grace Budd, and she she was a youngster. He was eventually convicted and executed by electric chair. Ooh. Super fun. So he had tons of mental illness in his family. He quickly became obsessed with sexual mutilation and self-harm when he was young. Um, when he was arrested... Side, slight side fun fact of the day fun fact of albert fish when he was arrested they x-rayed him and found 29 needles in his gooch what the f- like shoved fuck? up his taint at the time yeah it wasn't like and no they scarring. were all up there they were all still up there like encapsulated up can like you can't get them out the skin is closed if like if you sit down it hurts <sighs> what the fuck 29 that's he's a crazy Oh my god! Crazy dude. guy, obviously. So this guy has so Honestly, much going this, for him. This is one that I feel like we could make an entire oh god, episode. an entire disgusting episode about. By the way, if you guys are hearing any of this and you like us to elaborate or you think of something that you would like to hear an episode on, by all means, throw it in the comments. Once again, slide in into those saucy DMs. Um, but yeah, just just let us know. We. We certainly would love to hear your feedback. Uh, we're not closing the show down. Oh, no. This is just a quick little blurb. A plug. But feel free. Yeah, we'll plug. Feel free to let us know. Like, we absolutely have no qualms doing episodes on what you guys would like. We we would love your feedback. All right. So, back to, back to murdering and eating kids. Now for the fucked up shit. 
<clears throat> so this letter I'm going to read an excerpt uh, from was uh, anonymously sent to Grace Bud's mother after she disappeared. It did eventually lead to his capture. So I guess there's something good that came out of this. Wait, but it was capture. Just... It was anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so this is this is disgusting. I'm not going to read the whole thing. There are some really even worse parts of it. This is just a quick excerpt to whet your whistle. Whet. So, said my dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was one to three dollars a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food. In order to keep others from starving, a boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind was the sweetest part of the body and sold as a veal cutlet brought... Jesus the highest price so that's pretty fucked up but that's not all i'm just, oh God, uh, that's just skipping a sentence that's, that's just uh, the uh, introduction to his novel of tomfoolery that he wrote this lady john said he was there so long that he acquired a taste for human flesh and on his return to new york he stole two boys one seven one eleven he took them home stripped them naked and tied them in a closet burned everything they had on and several times a day he would torture them to make them tender. Oh my god. Every part of the body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next and went the same way. And then it, it gives an address and a bunch of more details about this dude who ended up being completely made up. This Captain I mean, John yeah. was totally made up. But it was him. Like I'm, We don't know. Yeah. But... This letter was sent by Captain John. I know it. Captain Hook. <laughs> at the time, or at that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, rear, right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, which just so happened to be the day Grace Bud disappeared, oh. we had lunch. I called on you at 406 West and 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries, Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is simply atrocious. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I hid in a closet. I took off all my clothes so that I would not get my bl her blood on them. When I was all ready, I went to the, the window and called her. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her, and she said she would tell her mom. I killed her. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death, cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender! Her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. What the f- They also never found her body, so they're 
not 100% sure if he ate her, but they're yeah, pretty they sure he ate her. Yeah, they pumped his stomach at the time. He, they would have... Fe- oh, my <laughs> God. Is that fucked up? What the fuck? Yeah. So I decided to go the happy route on yeah, this Yeah, so by the way, to anyone that's joining, uh, we apologize. Our lawyer wants us to emphasize that uh, we don't condone human flesh eating. Holy shit. Yeah. Is there more? There's a lot more. Oh, my God. I told you it was a fucking novel. Yeah. He's... Uh, whew, it's, I mean, don't it's, stop, though. No, no. It's, that, it's getting hot in here. That, oh. not, not sexually, just... Just, like, physically. With, with fucking demons, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, demons will come later. Don't worry. The demons. The demons. Yeah, so that that's the, the excerpt I decided to share with all you happy... Oh, my Happy God. folk. How close are we to an hour? We are... 57 and a half minutes. Okay. So we could do a little I can refresh. squeeze something in and we'll take a slight, like, two-minute break and... Not even. We'll just Not restart even that. It. We'll just restart it. But, uh... So, on a... Did you have more on that? Nah, he's fucked up. I'll talk more about him in the future. I'll have an entire <laughs> yeah. episode on him. Uh, so, on a very much happier note... And I hope my mother wasn't listening to that. She probably was. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Mom. Uh, so in Oregon, in 2012, there was a lady by the name of Julie that was getting a Halloween party ready for her daughter's birthday. Ooh. Yeah. And so she goes up into her attic and pops open this this little graveyard. And... She pops open a graveyard. She pops open a graveyard decoration box. I apologize. Oh, okay, I was really confused. <laughs> she just pop, she's. I mean, she's getting ready for her daughter's birthday party, so of oh, course Halloween. Of course, she's just gonna crack open a coffin that she dug up from the graveyard across from Lacey's place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, opens up this little this little box. Note falls out, and the note. I'll start it over. It says, "Sir, if you occasionally buy this product." Please kindly send this letter to the World Human Rights Organization. Thousands of people here who are under the persecution of the Chinese Communist Party government will thank and remember you forever. The communists did nothing wrong. Yeah, uh, except for the ones in China. I will not agree with you on... Chinese communism? Yeah, Chinese are, communism what, what is so different. What year is this? Uh, this is in 2012. So, oh, okay. Bad Chinese communism. Well, well, I was going to say bad AJ. the 70s. <laughs> horrible Chinese communism. Pretty much all Chinese communism. Russian and Soviet communism. Perfect. We're okay with it. Like, Chinese communism. We will get banned in China and I have no fucking problem with it. Fuck you. I want money. <laughs> yeah, let's expand. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, she gets this odd note and... Dis- like she reads over it shows it to a couple friends and she's like I have no idea what the fuck to make of this because it's handwritten it's not oh, typed so out weird. it's a handwritten note on lined paper so she goes into work the following like after the weekend or whatever and she takes this note into like their uh, HR team and she says uh so I don't know what to do about this and the rep just goes I'll handle it and she does what any great HR rep would do and reaches out to a journalist <laughs> oh of course uh, so this kind of like it, it falls through the cracks for a couple months but late december so two months later this lady gets a call from from the journalist it's like hey um we've found out what's going on and uh they they end up tracking back the company 
that this came from and it had an address on there so they go back and they find out that it's a it's a prisoner uh work camp uh, a labor camp a prisoner labor camp that they're forcing these people to to put together graveyard boxes and they're working 15 hours a day seven days a week holy shit they're getting paid the equivalent of one dollar and 44 cents per month (laughs) uh, a month hold on that that took a second to register a month holy shit one month yeah it it, i just it's rough so i guess they find out that uh if people decided they weren't going to work they would be tortured they would be and i i like how it was phrased uh berated which is torturous um but i mean they'll scream at you and the what the fuck okay (laughs) Um, uh, sorry, we uh we got a an interesting comment from ourselves there. It's a it's the ghost of Christmas past getting <laughs> mad at us for uh our Halloween episode. It, it's the communism. Yeah, it's the communism. Comment. China's come out. China's China's, China's come after us. us if we've been hacked. Uh, so they would be <laughs> they would be tortured, berated, or beaten if they decided not to work. Uh, or people would hack into their Instagram accounts and post weird comments. So China's crazy. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> a lot of these people that are in this this camp, which this is another one, and we're coming up with so many show ideas. We need oh, to yeah. slow it down this episode. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong on how I pronounce this, but if Falun Gong? I don't know what you're trying to say, but yes. It is. So... In China, it was outlawed. I don't have the exact year. I didn't get a lot of details, but I have heard about it. There was a type of meditation that it's movements. You're like you're basically doing like you're doing tiger pose and shit like Ooh. that. But you're doing these movements, and it's a type of meditation. Though the <laughs> oh god, it is China. Oh no. <laughs> um, the Chinese government thought that they didn't think, but they did a smear campaign and said that it was a it was a cult, and anyone practicing it would be killed or taken prisoner. Now, the guy that wrote this note, and he wrote like twenty of these notes and put them in boxes. Though nineteen other people are like, "Oh, that's funny. He's probably <laughs> the dead person in this uh, funny grave set and threw it away." <laughs> um, so the guy that was part of this he was taken prisoner because of that and he said a lot of people oh. still practice that and he was like we shouldn't be here we're we're just practicing our our religion and for those of you out there that disagree with my views on you know religion uh all all christians should be imprisoned i'm kidding i'm not so, i mean uh, i am i am china and i'm hacking Oh, I'm China, and I'm fucking hacking our our Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, so this, it turns into this huge thing, and it starts taking off. And Julie's getting notifications from like New York Times, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Now they reach out, they take care of this, and they free 160 thousand people. Holy that shit! That were in this this like prison labor prison labor camp, 
and they find out exactly who was writing the letters. And uh, this is the wholesome part of the story that makes up for Albert Fish. For those of you that uh, are listening on Monday, I'm sorry that you're, I'm sorry that your weekend is ruined by the horrible Albert Fish story. You didn't get anything wholesome, but uh, she fly, she reaches out and meets up with this guy. And the moment he sees her, he just starts sobbing. And he just goes, thank you so much. Like, everything you've done has changed my life, and I appreciate it. And he calls her sister. Like, he literally refers to her as a family member. And they ask him, like, after she leaves, they have this great conversation. She goes back to the U.S., and they ask him, like, why Why did you call her sister? And he's like, because she is a member of my family now. She is as important to me as someone that is family. So... Yeah, uh, there's something extremely wholesome. Garbage. No <laughs> <Yeah>. kids were eaten. <laughs> no eaten kids. Lame. Oh. Um, wholesome. You should wait until my next one. Oh, oh God. God. If you thought those two were bad. Yeah, gotta love it. Um, and then, yeah, so have at it. What What is your next one? Prove it. Prove it that it's bad. Hurt me. So. Cause me pain. Put, put pins in my... <laughs> put pins in put my pins gooch. in my gooch. <laughs> so this story comes from a book called The Dark Sacrament. It's by David Keeley. And it's fiction, right? Right? Let's just say that it's fiction, <laughs> but it's not. It's a really interesting story. It covers a bunch of stories from exorcists in Ireland with four very four of the largest ones being from the point of view of a guy named Canon William H. Lendrum. He was the the first hand account. They interviewed this guy before he passed away. I think he's dead. He was old. Uh, and this this story happened in 1980 in Ireland. <laughs> and this is a long story. It's a good time. This is the same same time frame as a uh, train spotting, right? Definitely. You haven't seen train. Okay, never mind. We'll yeah, cut, we'll edit this out. Everyone just knows. <clears throat> I'm not going to edit anything. Shitty film history. I'm going to barely edit this. <laughs> so, this covers a lady. Her name was Julie. She had, uh, you know, some kids. A Another Julie. This is the link. This is <gasps> the link I was looking for. Oh my god. These aren't the droids I was looking for. So she, her husband's a nurse who happens to work the night shift a lot, which is similar to my family, which I thought was weird, but. One day, rainy Irish day, of course, one of Julie's sons came home from school and was so excited to share this new game that he learned. Okay. And what it is, is where you get a bunch of sheets of paper and you write out the alphabet, you write out the number lines, and you put a yes and a no, oh, no. and you put the papers down on the floor. Oh, no. You turn a cup over, everybody puts a finger on there, and then you start asking questions. So at the time, Julie knew this game as... A talking board it's a, from it's when a she was Hasbro a Hasbro game, right? Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> it was actually by Fisher-Price. Oh, Fisher-Price. <laughs> yes. So, Tonka. It was created by yeah, Tonka, Tonka Trucks. <laughs> definitely. So they, she just figured, eh, just some harmless fun. The kids are stuck inside from the rain anyway. Like, sure, let's do it. So everybody sat down, put their finger on the glass, and nobody expected the glass to move, but immediately it started moving. Of course, everybody just starts to accuse the other people of doing it as it starts answering their questions. Oh, funny joke. Why is it spelling out cock? <laughs> D. Julie. <laughs> I don't know, but my hands are going there for some reason. Uh, it's magic. <laughs> so they 
basically they start asking questions. Who are you? And it spells out Nelson. Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. So it goes on to tell the story of a sailor who was on Admiral Nelson's ship, the HMS Victory, which is a real ship and a real captain. As opposed to Captain John, who was probably on the same ship, ship right? No. Damn. I'm trying to make I'm not, these connections. I'm not making these connections. I'm trying to make the conspiracy board connections. It's not working. I don't have the red yarn out. <laughs> so, you know, they just kind of listened to this story. It was really fun. The kids had just finished reading uh, Treasure Island. So it was like really fun to talk to this pirate. <laughs> he, you know, spoke in this ye old English kind of garbage. And he said that he fought in many sea battles and died in 1805. So they're, like, really intent on, like, trying to figure out what's happening, watching this story unfold, watching the letters go through, and and trying to figure out what they were saying. And all of a sudden, a coal popped out of the fire that was going behind them, and a coal just lands on the carpet, and it makes them all jump. Like, they just get super startled. And that seems like an insignificant detail, but pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remember why I put that in there. So... Julie was immediately just kind of like really nervous like hey maybe we shouldn't be playing around with this because it seems like something's going on she was raised very religiously but at this time in her life she was not active at all also because this is from the point of view of a religious figure this does have religious overtones you better believe she was active immediately after this that's what my money is on is it the following Sunday she was throwing up 4,000 Hail Marys. This story like, takes place over the next 15 years until 1995. <laughs> and she was an active member, too. I bet. That's where my money. That's where you're I put my money. I'll just tell you she, now. Oh you're on. Oh, my God. What the... So, the next get day... Get it together, Julie. Yeah. Fucking sinner. Jeez. So, the next day, they... It was raining again. So, they played it again. Of course. Like you do. So, of course, they set everything up. They immediately start getting answers again. This time, it was a new person... He spelled out, his name was Pierre Dubois, which is French. French bastard. No yep. way. He said he was a Frenchman who died around the French Revolution. He had been a blacksmith, and he gave a lot of weird, like, seemingly insignificant details about his family life. Like, they, they weren't super specific in this book. But God, just, just I like, love my wife. <laughs> I, I My love, French wife. I love talking to you guys, but not as much as I love my wife. I like wine and cheese and losing World War II. But not as much as I love my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, wonderful, you know, fun little experience. But then it kind of started getting weird. It's just starting to get darker later on in the evening, and the messages start to address Julie by name. It said, Julie, I like to stay here with you. I am tired wandering and need rest. I was with relations in South Africa, but not wanted there. And she, at this point, she was sure her oldest kid whose name was Gordon, was just fucking with her. Fucking Gordon's just like, God, I love French. <laughs> I know all these facts about it. Let's fuck with Julie. Yeah. Fuck you, mom, <laughs> who I call Julie. So they, they actually played for hours at this game until her husband, John, came home, and he came in and was like, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're just playing the game. He's like, oh, that's all nonsense. Like, let's go. He was working a swing shift, so he had just come home long enough to, like, have dinner and then go back to work. So he had oh, done a day shift, and then that. now is going back for a 12-hour night shift. I can't even work for the two hours that we're doing this. What? Yeah, like, ugh. 12? No, 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 what, 16 hours in a day? Yeah. 
Ugh, yeah, it ended up being it. an eight and then a twelve. I don't even want to be alive for twenty-two or, of the hours. So it was almost day. it was almost twenty hours. Ooh, damn. Yeah. No wonder you didn't want to hear about this ghostly bullshit. Yeah, this fucking like, Ouija God, shit. I just want to eat and take a four-hour nap and go back to fucking work. <laughs> exactly. To get away from these ghosts. So she, Julie, was immediately, okay, yeah, let's put this away. And I'll go get dinner ready. Like, perfect. And as she went to, before they were able to clean it up, they still had their fingers on it. And it immediately spelled out, John does not believe in me, but I will come to him in night as a ghost. And she just immediately, without even thinking about it, says, oh, please don't. Just go away. Like, this is weird. So she burned all the paper. She just, like, picked them all up, scooped them up, tossed them in the fireplace. <laughs> and, of course, they just lit up because it's paper. And one little piece of paper falls out face down on the carpet. She walks over, picks it up. And it just so happens to be the part of paper that says no on it. Oof. <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> Throw it you in know. the fire. So... After dinner, Julie went to bed. They, oh, I totally skipped over a very important part or an interesting part. It was the I didn't most even put it in part, here. It? What? So, uh, let's see. So, right here during the second Ouija session before John comes home, it says, "Julie, go in the kitchen and shut the window. The rain comes in." She walks in the Fuck. kitchen, and the window that she had locked previously in the day was wide open, and her floor was soaked. Yeah, because John fucking opened it, careless yeah, bastard. when he was at work. <laughs> bastard, yeah. So that that was the first thing that was like, oh, that's kind of strange. Because in the position they were in, in their front room, they couldn't see or hear anything in the kitchen. Like, it was very separate and detached. So she, you know, has a regular evening, goes to sleep. Half an hour into falling asleep, she wakes up and everything just feels wrong. Like, there's, there's just something wrong. It's that gut feeling that you get. And she thought about waking up her husband. He hadn't quite left yet. Decided, ah, I don't want to bother him. He works so much. Like, let's not worry about this. <laughs> so she, uh, let's see. She just kept thinking about the game. She kept going back to it. And then John left and she was alone until... The next morning, uh, I think it was like 4 or 5 a.m., when her husband came home, and she barely slept at all that entire night. She was so worried. For, <laughs> that like, the window was open. That the she window was open. She was worried open. that the rain was getting Yeah, she didn't want black mold. Yeah, yeah she was worried that John to wasn't going to go back to work in four hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so her, her husband came home, and they kind of talked about the game and how she was going to give the kids nightmares for playing this and just kind of joked about it a bit. When she said, when she told John that he should be scared because the board called him out directly and they laughed and they just went back to bed. She's totally like, I imagine as she's telling the story, she's like, Haha, uh, I, I'm scaring the kids. I, the kids are going to have, the kids are going to have nightmares. Not me. The kids are definitely exactly. going to have them. Uh, the spirit called you out, which the spirit was me. So it's totally me calling you out, John. <laughs> Uh, uh, funny, funny prank that I did, John. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Exactly. So they, they went back to sleep and she woke up again really, really quickly. It just felt awful. She had a sense of dread and it was complete silence except for a car driving outside her house and just her clock ticking. Oof. That's it. Just tick tock, tick tock, complete silence. So the storm had passed. Suddenly she got freezing cold, like just coldest you could imagine. She starts to put more blankets on. She's like, 
blanket over the face. She's so cold. Oh my god, her house is flooding. Yeah, it's snowing inside. (laughs) And with that, with the cold, she got more and more scared until she heard a creak that her doorknob makes whenever you open it. You know, you know certain noises around your house. You're like, okay, I know what step this person's on because that step always sounds like that. You just make these connections. So she hears her doorknob creak and then the clicking of it twisting. Click, 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 click. Fuck. And then the door opens and it's just... Uh, screech. Yeah, screech. Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> and she was frozen in fear. She could not move. She tried to scream like she could not do anything. And she heard heavy boots on the floor walking towards her side of the bed from the door. She could see that there was no one there, but she heard these these footsteps. I thought for a second you were going to say she could see the boots, but nothing Just else. the boots. Like, Just boots. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that you're going into this with a positive attitude. <laughs> I was expect. I mean, I was expecting it. I could see this taking a, a very fun turn. It's not going to. So she wanted to scream. She began to cry, just tears down her face. When she feels a large man's body pressing down on her, like he had climbed into bed and just was laying on top of her, she could feel hot, like labored breath on her face. She could smell it. It smelled like like decaying garbage and coal. Okay, quick tangent here. There's nothing more annoying than when you're laying in bed and someone's breathing into your face. Now, make their breath smell like fucking garbage. Even worse. I don't mean to take away from the spooky tone that you're doing, but yeah, that shit drives me nuts. bonkers. <laughs> Fucking bonkers. This shit drives me bonkers, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, garbage breath, continue. All right. Do you really want me to continue? Garbage breath, continue. This is an incubus story. Dude, I fucking love that band. This thing laid on her and she could feel the stubble on his face, on her cheek. And then it molested her for six hours. What? Yeah, all night. Because she couldn't move. She couldn't do anything. She eventually passed out. Like she blacked out from this horrible, horrible experience. And she couldn't talk about this event for years. Because she wasn't able to talk. It was like 14 years before she could talk to anybody about this. Not even her family. Not even her husband. Because she was paralyzed in the mouth. No. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Not at all. I'm just trying to get you fired up. Get on your skin. Yeah, she was embarrassed and afraid, ah. and it was horrible. And when she woke up in the morning, she could still smell the coal and the oh. decay just a little bit. Ugh. Like it was still in her nose. She also woke up paralyzed for about a half an hour, and she slowly regained the use of her body. Does she know if he felt like a greasy French bastard or a pirate? Do we know? Do we know which it was? He... It kind of smelled like baguettes. That French bastard. Yep, it's Pierre Dubois. Pierre, you sick fuck. So this just gets even weirder. There's some form of validation in this, in that her husband came home the next morning and said, what the fuck is that smell? It smells like coal and garbage. And to that, she she started to lose it. She's like, "There's there's something going on. So she just told him that she felt kind of sick 
and he went down and he took care of the kids. He got them like dressed and got some food, gave her some tea, dropped them off at school, came home, fell asleep. And she convinced herself it was a nightmare. She was like, no, this is crazy. Like, obviously this isn't real. Obviously this is just a nightmare until she, and she felt really weak and fatigued. So she went into the bathroom and she looked in the mirror, her face, her cheek was irritated where she felt the roughness of the beard like it was still red and angry oh, okay. like yeah like 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 the skin was kind of worn because almost rash like, so, yeah it had worn off from, the skin on her yeah. face ouch Fuck that. at that point she her heart dropped like she she was this is horrible like this isn't a dream yeah there's something there's something going on and it's not good this man pierre if he's a man would return again and again and again over 15 years Random visits or no set patterns. Whenever she would try to get rid of him, she would he would come back worse. Oh. He would usually ha- attack her when her husband was working, but not all the time, which is even more horrifying that yeah, your husband's really, sleeping though. next to you and can't do anything because you're you're paralyzed. Yeah. She there were a couple times where Fuck. he wouldn't he wouldn't come in for like a week. And she would say, oh, I got rid of him. And then he would come back. Ten times worse than before. Ugh. God damn. Poor thing. That's so sad. That's just fucking terrible. So the night after the first event, she begged her husband to stay home to call off work. But she wouldn't tell him why. She would not tell him what actually happened. And he just kind of, you know, I kind of got to go to work. There's nothing really... like." You're not sick. You're not telling me why. I'm just got to go to work. So she decided to stay up as late as possible. And of course, she began to read her Bible because she's terrified. Yeah. And was molested by a ghost. There's nothing nothing happy about that. So she was reading it out loud and in her front room, by the way. And the door behind her creaked open. No, that French baguette even though the son of a bitch. Even though the uh, hall light was, it was uh, on. Behind the door, it opened. Ugh. She said, "Oh, that's weird." Like, so she went over and she closed it, went back and sat down in her chair, started reading out loud again, and it opens again. So she goes to close it, and when she's when it's about halfway closed, she feels somebody holding it on the other side. What? Like you know how when you're trying yeah, to open yeah, a door and you can feel it where there's a little bit on. of resistance, yeah, or there's a little bit of give, but it's stuck. But, yeah, she feels that. Ugh. And she starts freaking out again, as you would. And no matter how hard she pushed, she started, like, throwing her body on it to try to shut this door. But it just slowly started to open. Jesus. And eventually she fell down in front of the chair, in front of the door, and came to the conclusion... Well, she basically... She broke. She came to the conclusion that she can't run, she can't fight. Oh, my God, no. So she closed her Bible, went up the stairs calmly... Got into bed, pulled the blankets up to her face, started to cry, and it happened again. Oh my god. And that's that's the pattern that these attacks would happen. And they wouldn't even all happen at night. If she was just alone in her house, her kids were at school and her husband's working. Shit would happen. It would happen. Oh my god. And then and this was slowly draining her over the years. Just she was just so weak after these attacks. She she almost passed out and this went on walking for- to the doctor. This went on for 15 years? 15 years. years. Jesus 
Fuck. So she went to the doctor and she didn't want to tell the doctor, hey, I'm being molested by a ghost. Like, the doctor goes, I have something for that. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck do you... God damn. So what's, what I thought was really interesting is that doctor was surprisingly open-minded. She kind of hinted that she was kind of experiencing some weird stuff, but kind of played it off as nightmares. Mm-hmm. And he wondered aloud if she was like a medium or sensitive to this kind of stuff. So immediately there was somebody who well, knew good, something yeah. about it. Someone that's in a professional position. That's good. Yeah. And then he prescribed her a bunch of diazepam or Valium to help her sleep. <laughs> there you go. He, he diagnosed her with some insomnia, gave her some sleeping pills. Didn't really help. She would sleep, but she would still be attacked yeah. before. And now she's loopy and can't fight. Yeah. Now she's, like, now she's paralyzed and slightly dumb. Exactly. So she, she just could not tell anybody. She was so embarrassed and terrified that people oh, would think she's crazy. God. She didn't want to lose her kids yeah. or her husband or anything. So she just kept it to herself. And then when she was at home alone sometimes, she would start to sing the French na- na- the French national anthem and just other like, French songs. She's had a habit? She's never spoken a word of French in her life. Jesus she would just start singing these songs and then she's like, wait, the fuck? That's, that's weird. So over the years, she just tried to sleep the least amount possible. She would try to hint to some of her friends to see if they knew anything about ghosts or the paranormal, but none of them did. So she just kind of accepted her suffering. She always thought, as long as it's me and not my kids, I can handle it. Yeah, which is it's a very solid stance. Yeah, that's a noble thing ass. to do. Yeah. And then it got worse. God this damn. Is, this is, I think this is like... 10 or 12 years into it, she wakes up one night expecting an attack. It feels like an attack. And she feels from the bottom of her pillow, it feels like someone's punching the pillow. The fuck? From inside the mattress. Like, boom, 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 boom. In the pillow. And, you know, of course she freaks out. And then, out, like, in one swift motion, her blankets were pulled down and her clothes were pulled off. What the fuck? So it's it just elevates... And that was the routine for the next couple of years was bang, bang, bang. And then zip and everything's gone. And then she's paralyzed. Jesus. <clears throat> her husband needs better work hours. Yeah, seriously. So her kids actually started talking about like weird lights flickering, water taps turning on and off at weird hours. The window opening when it's raining. Yeah, tons of people heard... Uh, like footsteps upstairs when they were the only ones there. And it, it reached a point where she didn't even want to be alone in her house. So, of course, what do you do when you sleep the least amount possible? You're a mother of three. All the kids go into school and your husband works swing shifts. You get a job. You buy a new house. No, nope, oh, you oh, get, get a, a job. job. Okay. Yeah, so she, she got a part-time job just so that she wouldn't She be wouldn't home. have any alone time in the house. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. It's, I mean, I don't blame her. And the attacks were just common. She described them as common. Oh, it's just like a normal occurrence. Yeah, it became normal. Well, just back to my regular shit. Exactly. Fuck. God, that's so sad. Even in the middle of the day, it became normal for her to just like, well, there go my clothes. There we go. Oh, the tap water's again. I guess I'm going to get molested once again. Again, for the third time today in the 13th year. Christ, man. Horrible shit. And then it got worse. Oh, my God. And at this point, after this event, she was convinced that it wanted to possess her. Yeah. 
she woke up to just a familiar run-of-the-mill attack, you know, like everybody experiences. Except that she was being choked, and it, she felt the fingers on her throat, but it was like it was made of iron. Like, she couldn't do anything. She couldn't get it off. She fought, and she fought, and she fought. She was gasping for breath, and she started to call out the name of Jesus and all this stuff. I should have wrote down what she actually said. She says something to the effect of, like, in the name of Jesus, get out my life, or something like that. Yeah. And I start starts calling, and kind of, this is the first time she's actually gone back to religion in over 10 years. And it just popped into her head, and it it loosened a little bit. So oh. she thought, okay, maybe maybe I can do something with this. So she starts to pray, and then it gets tighter. Oh, Jesus. And then she start, And then she says it again, and it relinquishes, and the feeling goes away. Like, it's gone. Like, hmm. okay, that was easy. Like, I just gotta, you know... Call out old JC and I'm good. But she knew he would come back and come back worse. Yeah. Because that's how it always works. That's been the status quo is you fight at all and it's going to get worse. The next night, she got choked again. Middle of the night. Imagine just sleeping and then waking up and you're being choked. Jesus. Like that sounds like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, really. (laughs) And choked specifically by him. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's his hands. He he knows the art. Ensures it's his hands. <laughs> yes, oh. it's in his contract. God. So she's able to fight it off, but she. This is the first time she actually feared death in this situation. Oh wow! Never had it been life threatening before here, and she felt okay. I'm going to die, but she's able to fight it off. She calls out Jesus again and all that, and the hand goes away. But she looks down to the foot of her bed, and there's just a black blob coming up from the bottom of her bed. What the fuck? Like, no real shape to it, just a blob. And she heard, for the first time, be quiet, go to bed. And she did. Jesus. She immediately fell asleep. What the fuck? Like, she she couldn't have done anything. And those were the attacks now. God damn. Now she's getting choked. And at this point... She, her and her husband actually are able to go on a vacation. Their kids are old enough. The two youngest kids go, and I think they're being watched by her sister. And she, yeah, she gets to go on vacation, which is very useful and helpful for a lady who hasn't slept right in 14 and a half years. Yeah, really, though. So her oldest son was left to the house alone, and he's never had any issues at all, except this night because he's alone and there's nobody else there seemed like this thing was pissed and because she was starting to build up the strength to talk to somebody and like maybe fight back a little bit she had hung up a cross on the wall in her room and he he so gordon went to sleep that night after being with his friends all day went to sleep in his bed but he was so uncomfortable he actually moved to his parents bed slept on his mother's side gordon get out no no gordon so he, he just did not feel right. It did not feel right. And in the middle of the night, he hears a thunk. And he wakes up, looks around, and he had kept the hall light on because he was, because it just didn't feel right. And he, he looks. Had a weird ghost experience when he was a fucking child. And the cross is on the ground. So he goes and he picks up the cross and the little, the little string on the back isn't broken or anything. It's just. He looks up at the nail. The nail is still in perfectly fine. He hangs it back up and it's at an angle. So it can't just like fall off. You yeah. have to lift it yeah. and drop it. And that just made him, that was like almost the final straw. He went back to the, uh, to his bed, 
laid down, and next to his mother's bed was a huge wardrobe, and he starts hearing some weird noises, and sees this huge shape next to him, and he realizes, because he wakes up in the middle of the night, looks over, and I'm like, what the, oh, that's the wardrobe, that's the wardrobe, it's fine, just freaking myself out, and he hears this horrendous, like, groaning, and creaking, and super loud noises, and he sees the wardrobe getting bigger, like, it's, it's growing in size, and that's when he realizes this 200-pound wardrobe is leaning towards him. Oh, my God. He freaks out and rolls out of the bed, and it crushes the bed. Like, it breaks the bed. It would have killed him. Jesus. This huge, huge wardrobe. Just just so I haven't fallen Some on Some Beauty and the Beast shit right yeah. here. So that was the final straw. It's starting to affect her kids. She talks to her sister, who happens to be the most religious person in her life, she says, hey, go talk to this minister. Go talk to your local minister. Maybe he can help you. Goes to the minister, explains the situation. He says, I can't help you. I, oh, I, no, that is above my pay grade. Like, but here's this, this minister. Go talk to this minister. Oh, he goes, you're not a little boy, so I can't really help you. Yeah. But if you bring your son in, I can definitely help him out. Yeah. This Gordon, you say? <laughs> well, so does Gordon need any, uh, I don't know, guidance? Tutoring? <laughs> God, you sick fuck. So, sends him to another minister who says the same thing. Sends him to another and another and another. And it just becomes this whole, like... Telemarketer phone call. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she finally gets in contact, or else she gets given the number to Canon William Lindrum. He's basically... Every minister knows who this guy is. He is one of the very few actual, like, ordained exorcists in the world. Because anybody could claim to be an exorcist but to be actually ordained as an exorcist is extremely rare the church barely admits that they have exorcists still to this day but they uh finally gets his number hits him up calls him he doesn't answer doesn't have voicemail he's an old man at this point (laughs) and she calls him for a week straight every day every day multiple times three times a day four times a day still doesn't pick up when until finally because he's been dead for 40 years yeah, exactly no she she finally gets through to him it's been a week and she explains the situation and he says okay this is serious like i will be at your house tomorrow night like that's the quickest i could possibly get there he he understands this is a serious situation and he he understands that the longer an entity even if it's a possessing spirit or whatever, is around feeding on the fear and the emotions that they're creating, the stronger they are. So 15 years is a long-ass fucking time for a demon to be feeding on a lady. Nah, that ain't shit. Yeah, that ain't nothing. (laughs) So they immediately, she starts cleaning her house. She comes to the conclusion in her mind. She finally understands the cleanliness is close to godliness type thing she thinks if she cleans her home she opens the windows and lets a lot of like fresh air in and light rain in and, and some rain because it's ireland <laughs> and she starts cleaning her house she goes to vacuum and her vacuum makes this horrific like screeching squealing noise and it just doesn't work never had an issue with this vacuum before not a big deal but she's so uncomfortable by the end of cleaning her entire house her and her entire family stay at margaret's house that night jesus they come back the next day and the canon is there with two assistants and he starts his 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 deal he asks you know about what's been going on in more detail the 
the assistants were actually interviewed as well as this, as as well as uh, Lindrum. There we go. I keep trying to say, pronounce it wrong. But everybody said when they showed up to the home, the atmosphere was just, just horrible. Like it just felt gross and disgusting. And they started to, they started off the process by basically saying, all right, everybody, we're going to do a confession. Everybody needs to confess. And Lindrum said, if you don't confess and you have something to hide, then this exorcism isn't going to work because obviously it's got you. Like, so at this point, she's able to tell, she tells her entire family what's been happening. She's able to confess and get this all off her chest. Mm -hmm. 15 years of horror. Yeah. And everybody is obviously like flabbergasted. They don't know what to say. Her husband is horrified that she's been living through this. But you know, there's one person there that's like a fucking one upper and they go, oh, well, honestly, uh, I, I actually stole when I was a kid uh, and I haven't ever been able to tell anybody about this. And then they go on a whole tangent because yeah. there's always one fucking person. A whole 40 you know minute it. tangent. Yeah. Yeah. 40 minute long tangent. I'm sorry. An episode. It could have been an episode. Well, well, no. So how many of these things, how many of these uh, molestations and rapes happened on Halloween, AJ? Well, if it happened 15 years, <laughs> I would say an average of two to three a day. Okay. 45? Right. I'll, give you, I'll give you a slight pass because you don't Boom. have an exact Halloween event. I don't think she kept track. Yeah, well, she, you also didn't keep track of our notes. That's That's true. <laughs> So we'll continue. He, so at this point, so he comes in. He's an old, calm dude, and he's been doing exorcisms for years. He actually wanted to be. He's an interesting character. He wanted to be a lawyer, and then he wanted to go into marketing, and then he decided just almost randomly to take a philosophy class, and he left college and became a minister. <laughs> he realized that the you know the material materialism isn't real you don't really get anything from that materialism so they they did the confession and they began doing the the sacrament or the eucharist mm -hmm. started doing like a whole fucking service in this lady's house uh they were reading bible passages and randomly from inside the house like oh over in that corner then like halfway through this room a foot off the floor and then you know down the hallway noises started to just appear the fuck? Or not appear, I guess. They just started to show up. Happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was the same noise that her vacuum made. The vacuum like, that she re, threw away. Re, just re, like, re, re. Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> so, so horrible noises just start to happen. And he explained, he said it was like a movie. All the lights started to like dim down and flicker. And uh, then all the lights went out. So it was just the candles on the altar. It sounds like a movie. Yeah. But this is probably one of the more most reputable religious figures that I know of. <laughs> the Pope. Uh, I don't know. Probably. So, like, the the windows start, like, popping open. Rain comes in. The assistants go and close them. Wind starts blowing from nowhere, but the candles don't burn out. He's praying and screaming, you know, all the, the power of Christ compels you. All that. <laughs> I didn't write the no, quotes down. No, it doesn't. But all that stuff, you know, as as you would expect from a movie, essentially happened. And he just commands that this thing just leaves and leaves him alone. And Julie starts, like, freaking out. And then all of a sudden, with one final command, the lights just turned on. 
and it felt like there was a a palpable heaviness that was just gone. It just mm. lifted. And they So you mean to tell me that that French bastard ran? That French bastard. I fucking ran. knew it. But there's there's important details. But wait, there's more. They went around the house sprinkling holy water and doing more blessings and what have you, and they pass by the kitchen and they go in. That damn kitchen window was open and there was water all over the fucking floor. God damn it. The window John. that that the cannon had witnessed Julie closing and locking. Yeah. It was open. And everybody who was in the house was in that room the entire time. Nobody left his sight. Huh. Wow. But it popped open and he said, got a quote from him. He said, well, that's the end of him, Julie. Pierre Dubois has left the building. And for some reason, she just, that just made her Cue so happy the, that she started laughing. Cue the credit music. It was over. The end. Yep. Jesus. 15 years of horror for Which that lady. As long as it took you to tell that story. Yeah, there's a lot. I cut out a lot. <laughs> yeah. I cut I out mean, so much. It sounds like it could be quite a bit of info. Uh, what was her name? Julie? Julie. They're, Julie. That's not a real name. They they use oh, fake names for everybody but the canon. Except for... Uh, Lendrum. Pierre. And Pierre. It was, He was Pierre known as Pierre... Fucking Dubois. Dubois. Senior... No, not no, senior. No, What are they? Monsieur. Monsieur Dubois. Yeah, exactly. Piece of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, I've been... It's, it, it has like an estimation on my book of how long I was reading it. Yeah. Through the app. And it was like an hour and a half just reading it. So that's that goes to show you how much I had to actually cut out. Yeah, god damn, dude. Fuck that. Well, so yeah, don't play with Ouija unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, seriously, no kidding. Also, uh so that's a good segue into the next story, which I promise I don't I won't go on like a 40-minute tangent. It was a good one. It was a good one. I'm not upset. But I won't go on 40 minutes. Um but don't play with Ouija boards, but also don't play with your boss's wife. Uh, that that leads into this next one. So uh, uh, it's so pertinent. It, it it certainly is. So in 1957, Los Angeles was rocked, fucking rocked with the murder of. Uh, oh shit! I didn't even take down his last name. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! Suck my balls! What the hell is your problem? You his name was research. Peter. His name was Peter. Oh yeah, I bet it was. You just made that up. Okay, cool. Uh, Picture so didn't happen. Show's over. I'm show's over forever. I quit. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. Uh, so Peter uh, goes downstairs to answer the door on Halloween night. Ooh! And he opens the door and. He's just like, what the fuck? Like, how are you guys out so late? And there's a girl standing there by the name of Goldine Pizer. That's a stripper name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, well, it's also a 1957 name. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, I mean, they had strippers in 1957. Yeah, but they would only take off, like, they would only show ankles. Uh, that's enough. So as he's opening the door, he's just like, oh, my God. Like, you guys are still out. And she's holding this paper bag towards his face and he's like what the fuck and all of a sudden boom and he gets shot <laughs> shot dead and uh this goldeen chick just bolts she's out of there like like done betty peter's wife uh comes downstairs and she's like what 
the fucking just freaks out. Police show up and they're like, Betty, who the fuck would do this to your husband? And she's like, I can't really think of anyone. And so for the next few days, she just kind of mopes. I, I mean, I don't blame her husband's fucking dead. And she mopes. Comes, I would probably say like mourns. Well, mourns. Yeah, mopes, mourn. Oh, well, they're the same thing. Right? De- Definitely. The yes. Same. Yeah. She's just, she's just walking around. Oh, poor me. I'm. I'm Betty, and I'm My sad Peter's dead. I'm moping. Shut, shut the fuck up with your words. Um, so she mourns for a few days, and then she contacts the, the police, and she says, I think, I've, uh, I think I've got somebody in mind that might not like Peter. So she says, uh, this girl, Joan, wasn't a big fan, and she used to work for my husband. And the police are like, okay, we'll look into it. So, now Joan used to work for Peter. <laughs> oh, did she? And uh, Peter and Peter and Betty ran into some some hard times in their marriage. And luckily, Joan was there to swoop in and be a very, very close friend of Betty. To the point where uh, one of one of the articles around 1958 that was discussing what happened said they had a quote-unquote unusual relationship which is 1958 code for homosexual relationship yes and uh betty was she she told the police she goes yeah like i mean joan and i we we did some things now yeah we showed some ankles now mind you uh goldine and joan not the same person so they took both into custody, and they're like, what the fuck is this all about now? I don't know anything about no, no. lesbians, but... <laughs> I don't know no gay shit. No, no, you gotta do it more 1950s. No. Like a newspaper recorder, reporter. Ah, I don't know no gay shit. I don't know no gays. <laughs> so I only, I'm only attracted to women. So, Goldine... And that twink down by the dock. <laughs> twink. So... Goldine says, uh, I'm really sorry, but I was just doing everything that Joan told me to do. Ooh. And Joan, it, came, it turns out, completely seduced the fuck out of Goldine and was like, this Peter guy is a bad man and he's a very evil man and I'm saving his family from him. Before. For herself. I mean, like, just completely fucked up. Now... Both of these women were, they went to court, they were found guilty, uh, though they pled ignorant, or not ignorance, they pled innocence, but later changed and they did a guilty plea. Just make a wild guess on how much time these two, two lesbos got. Uh, you know what, I bet those four lesbos will learn their deal in four years. You're close. Oh, really? Five fucking years to life. Five years? For murder. For murdering, yeah. dude? <laughs> Jesus. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I guess a lot of people were up in arms because (laughs) the judge was just like, oh, these these poor... That dame. These sorrowful sorrowful females. Because, like, later on, both of them were like, oh, yeah, we do feel bad about it. And, like, one of them cried in court. (laughs) And so a lot of people were like, that's bullshit that you took pity on these women and gave them a lighter sentence. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, five, five whole years in... In county prison for being in an all women's ward. <laughs> yeah, God. So they went oh, to five no. years in heaven. Jesus. Uh, yeah, just 
just a joke. Um, and around the time that they got out, this is the segue into the next story. I'm, I'm really stretching here. But around the same time that they got out, uh, 1963, call Indianapolis Coliseum. Uh, it was Holiday on Ice opening night, and the propane was leaking. The gas system was a little bit broken. Ooh. Now, in one of their final numbers, the Mardi Gras performance, uh, the propane came in contact with a popcorn machine spark and ignited. <laughs> Whoa, that is, that is a fire popcorn machine. Fire as Get fuck. It? Now. I'm sorry explodes and 54 people are are, are killed holy shit 54 yeah. people uh, there were accounts and they said that um seem like cement bricks and body parts flew everywhere holy shit 20 more people died trying to like like that were injured on their way to like hospitals uh, the Fuck. the police came in and they set up shop. They made like a little hospital, a, a temporary hospital at a close by cattle ranch because they were sending four hundred other people that were injured. Four hundred four hundred other Holy injured shit. people to That's hospitals. So many they filled people. up hospitals all throughout Indiana, and they even filled up the the cattle ranch. Um, but they ended up using the ice sheet as a temporary morgue and they were lining up bodies based on age and gender just to get like a count and they came up with 74 fucking people um holy shit and so now they renovated that that building and it is it took 63 million dollars but it is now the farmer's insurance coliseum Oh my god, are you serious? That's the one. That's the one. The it, farmers it might insurance. not be farmers insurance, oh, okay. but it is a capital F on farmers, so my money is on farmers. Jesus. We are farmers. Boom, 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 boom. Hashtag ad. Hashtag not really. <laughs> this is all free. All right. Last story. I think I might have a little bit of time. Um so there was a girl <laughs> that went to a family party. She was wearing all black and she had a nice little white feather on her cap. And someone told her cousin, oh, my God, there's a skunk in the yard. So what do you do when there's a skunk in the yard? You go out and you shoot your best fucking shotgun at it. And he shot his little nine-year-old cousin in the back. Uh, Oh, shit. It got her back, her shoulder, her neck, and then a little bit of her arm. She had to get surgery, emergency surgery. And uh, he he ended up being tried a few years later for simple assault uh, oh really yeah it I mean, it's a simple mechanism reckless stuff. endangerment they Jesus. i don't know if they got the uh, aggravated assault charge on him but yeah absolutely Fucking crazy hell. But yeah so that's uh that was also on halloween because of the costume so yeah that uh, is uh yeah i know there's the we there's tied the it link. together yeah, we, we did it we guys made the connections all right halloween everybody. so that is all we have got uh this if you did miss little parts Tune in Monday. We're going to get it posted again, um, and it'll actually flow a little bit better. We won't have it split in the two like, separate hour sections. And so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut out the parts where I uh, slurred my words. Yeah, in the 40-minute And the 40-minute. We'll, we'll yeah. just post that as a separate episode. But reach out to us. Like <laughs> I, I said, give us ideas of uh, things you'd like to hear about. And, yeah, hit us up. Slide into those DMs. Points O pressure on Twitter. Points of pressure on Instagram. Obviously, because you're, you're on Instagram. Follow, and uh, we'll get those those pictures posted of 
Lacey's wild experience as a kid. And then, yeah, we'll we'll go from there. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy your spoopy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ghosty. Ooh.